Sissy, I have a question for you. Queso or guac? Well, I'm used to us asking that question, but not answering it. But I think I would choose queso. How would you feel about queso being central to your dinner tonight? Oh, I love that plan. Thanks to one of our sponsors, that can be your reality. Factor is helping me make red pepper queso chicken tonight. That sounds amazing. I love Factor. I just made a green chili pork and pico de gallo bowl. Did it bowl you over? (laughs) It did. (laughs) With Factor, you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule? Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash rbg50 and use code rbg50 to get 50% off. That's code rbg50 at factormeals.com slash rbg50 to get 50% off. Hey friends, welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. And I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you joined us for this conversation. Let's dive in. Kristen Hatton is a parent, pastor's wife, writer, speaker, and licensed counselor. She loves working with teens, parents, and families. She's written three books for teenagers and recently released Parenting Ahead, Preparing Now for the Teen Years. She and her husband are now empty nesters and recently relocated from Oklahoma to Dallas, Texas. Enjoy this conversation with our friend, Kristen Hatton. Kristen, we are so excited to get to have this conversation with you. Well, I'm just thrilled to be here with y'all. So thank you. Yes. It feels like, I can't even remember, I think you and I had met at a shower or something at some point when you first interviewed David or you did a speaking event. He did a speaking event and you hosted him. That's and we right. talked was, about how much we loved you. And then we've kind of orbited for a long time. You're right. I, I was in Nashville for a Rooted conference. I know that's where yes. I first met David. Sissy, I feel like because of mutual friends, we've just kind of had this connection for a long time. Yes. And I've loved your books. I think somebody has given me every book you've written, like, You are going to love this. She's so amazing. We can't even wait for you to learn more about all that she's doing. So so I give it a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. I'm sorry. Tell what's happening right now for our YouTube folks. (laughs) Yeah, if you're not on YouTube, I'm having some glitch today. But it's 
not, it's just me. And a thumbs up keeps coming up with a bubble. So maybe it's when I get really excited about things. So obviously I'm really excited about the work you're doing. Yay. So much so that it's just <laughs> spilling out of you all the time. These thumbs up. Well, yes. I love it because I say the same things about y'all's books. I pat, I mean, I tell people about it all the time and, and just your podcast in general. It's such a help to parents. Mm, thank you. Will, will you start off telling us a little bit about your story, about your family and how you came to do the wonderful work you're doing that we're so excited about? Yeah, sure. So I have been married to my husband, Pete, for almost 28 years now. Wow. And we are newish empty nesters. We have three young adult children, 25, 22, and 20. So our daughter, who's the oldest, she's married and she and her, so I have a son-in-law too. Um, They live in Pennsylvania now where she's in law school. And then my two boys are in college. One's at Oklahoma State and one's at Arkansas. Woo, pig suey. I know. (laughs) Two pig. Um, But they were primarily raised in Edmond, Oklahoma, where my husband planted a church. And we lived there for 14 years. And then when our youngest left for college, we relocated back to Texas. And my husband is now the family pastor at the church in Dallas where we actually met. So full circle. Um, That's so cool. But along the way, I um, went back and got my master's in counseling. So I am working now as a therapist and am also an author. Um, Neither of these were things I ever thought that I would set out to do. I was a PR major and did political fundraising for a decade. Um, Did you really? Wow. I did. In fact, this is a fun fact. When I was a senior at SMU, I interned for George W. Bush when he was contemplating running for the governor of Texas. Isn't that fun? Wow. Really? That's so yeah. cool. Wow. So I had a whole nother, I, I love that just as we get older, we sometimes we think that, you know, we have to fit it all in and, but we have all these different chapters. So at that time, I would have never thought that I would have books and be counseling. But um, when we moved to Oklahoma, we literally knew nobody. And my daughter was going into middle school and we were planting a church. So we didn't have a youth group. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try to help foster some Christian friendships, and I'll start a Bible study. And I quickly found that there was very little in the marketplace at that time for middle school girls. And so I just started writing my own Bible study lessons. And that's really what led to my first book. And then everything just kind of flowed from that. But along the way, as y'all know, with writing books comes speaking. And so the more I was speaking to parents and teenagers, the more I was hearing about the struggles that other people were dealing with, as was I with my own children. And um, I just felt this desire to want to be better equipped to really walk alongside people and not just show up at a speaking event and hear trouble and then have to say goodbye and never know what to do with that, never see this person again. And so I thought, I really want to be in the counseling room where I can walk alongside people more for the long haul, but I knew I needed equipping. So I am an LPC associate in the midst of getting all my 3,000 hours. Wow. We Way are to sure go. thankful you moved in that direction. Yes, we are. So trust your voice and grateful you're in this space. So incredibly grateful. And and speaking of writing, really grateful that you have written this new book, Parenting Ahead, that we're excited about. And will you talk just a little bit about what inspired you to write this new book? And also, what do you hope parents take away from it? Yeah, sure. Um, Parenting Ahead was really born out of a blog series way back in 2017. And so I wrote maybe about five different blogs that call, entitled Before the Teen Years. And it was 
because of my observations of parents younger than me before the teen years that were just terrified of having teenagers. But then because I already had one in college, one in high school, one in middle school, I was also around all these parents who were more at the tail end of parenting and just throwing up their hands sort of resolute that teens will be teens and there's nothing we can do. And I was like, ah, I don't want either one of this for parents. I don't want them to be terrified, but I also don't want them to abdicate all their responsibility in the shepherding of their children. Um, So that was in my mind, but other writing projects were going on. And then I got went and got my degree, which providentially um, in that time I became an empty nester. So I had a lot more to say about parenting ahead because I had actually by that time raised three children through high school. Um, so my hope with Parenting Ahead is to help families on the front end before the teen years and maybe before family counseling, counseling is needed to disentangle years of disconnect. I know y'all probably see this too, but since I've started counseling teens, I see so much um, just the relational disconnect and, and patterns that have been established in the family that have gone on and on and on. And I just think, gosh, if we could, you know, at the preemptive early on, start laying a different foundation. How might that change the relationship between parent and child, open communication, help the child feel safe and in communicating? So really, my book is meant to be an encouragement and a hope to parents um, before the teen years. But I think even if you already have teenagers, it's applicable. So I talk about laying a gospel foundation and what it looks like to live out the truth of the gospel with each other and for the gospel to influence the way we think and what we do. I love that. Well, and you talk a lot about redemptive parenting too, which we love that idea and being really, as you're talking about, being really proactive through this journey, which is so important when we're especially moving towards the teen years, proactive with kids and on behalf of kids. And so will you define that and talk about what a long range proactive approach to specifically redemptive parenting looks like? Yeah, sure. So I'll start with um, redemptive parenting. Just the word redemptive is a derivative of redemption, which originally was a slave market term with the redemption price being the purchase price. So the price paid to set a slave free. Um, So it's to purchase out of bondage, which is what Jesus did for us and why he's our redeemer. So it's his perfect life and substitutionary death was the redemptive act necessary to purchase us out of slavery to sin and into life with him. So his goodness to the guilty, which I would define, I mean, that is grace to me, his goodness to the guilty. And so taking this concept into the context of our homes and in our relationships, I would say to live redemptively is to live compelled by grace. So when we give grace to one another, we reflect the heart of Jesus because we're not demanding someone pay for their sins, but we're setting them free of them. So living redemptively is living out the reality of the gospel with one another through confession, repentance, forgiveness, and grace. And so my hope is that would be a normal pattern in our life, in our homes, and that parents have to go first, that we have to model that. And I think what a difference if kids could see us humbly apologizing and moving towards them, you know, asking for forgiveness and, and giving grace and how that would just change things. And then the The other part of that, the long-range proactive approach, I often think of parenting is likened to that of a farmer. So we have in James 5, um, 
the verse about see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it. You also be patient, establish your hearts. And parenting is so much like that. I mean, we want in our culture now, we want immediate results. We want, you know, behavioral modification, quick fixes. Mm. But if we're parenting like a farmer, it is long and slow and it requires lots of tending. And then we have thorns in your thumbs. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And like the weather that's out of our control. So things are out of our control. But day by day, we just keep patiently working, planting, waiting, um, being intentional in that work, being steadfast. So mm-hmm. I just I want parents to grab hold of that and to know that like it, what you do day in and day out matters. Sometimes it feels fruitless, but we keep plodding along. I've never heard anyone make that parallel. I love that. And I it's love such it a too. Great concept. I yeah. love it. Thank you. see, I loved seeing your pictures from the weekend at the lake house with your college friends. We had the best time. I could tell. We laughed harder than I have laughed in a long time. Good for you. That photo of us out on the porch is thanks to the great folks at Home Threads. We love our new porch furniture. It's so comfortable, functional, and looks incredible. We have loved our Home Thread purchases as well. I feel like I'm staying in a swanky hotel every time I use our new towels. Connie bought them for when we have guests, and I proceeded to use them for myself. So we had to buy more. (laughs) Parents, are you ready to transform your home into a haven for your growing family? Look no further than Home Threads, your destination for stylish and functional furniture that's perfect for raising boys and girls. At HomeThreads.com, discover a curated collection of furniture designed with your family in mind. From durable bunk beds to versatile storage solutions, our pieces are as resilient as your little adventures and always at the best value. I need a lot of durable furniture when it comes to my little nephews. Yes, you do. Create a space where memories are made and imaginations run wild. Go to homethreads.com slash RBG and get 15% off your first order. Home Threads, shop today and love where you live. Sissy, I'm working on some new health goals. Good for you. I've set the bar really low so I can have some success. (laughs) How low? Like don't eat the entire carton of ice cream in one sitting. (laughs) That is a great goal. That is very difficult for me, but you've got to start somewhere. You know who's helping me with my goals? Please tell me. Thrive Market. It's my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and I can use their on-site filters to suit my lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. And as a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. On average, I save over 30% each time. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of my favorite brands. I saved almost $35 on my last order. You could buy a lot of ice cream with that. David, let's set the bar higher than that. (laughs) Agreed. They have so many brands that I love. I love Siete Jalapeno Lime Chips and I use Siete Tortillas for my tacos. Oh, and Siete Spicy Salsa. You are making me want lunch right now. 
Something else I love is when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. I love that too. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash RBG for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash R-B-G, thrivemarket.com slash R-B-G. David, I love that candle you're burning. You seem to always have a great candle burning. I am very aware of how room smells. When you've spent over a decade with a 75-pound Labrador Retriever, and two teenage boys, you start to worry that your house smells like the inside of a gym bag. I would imagine so. You know what I wish we'd had for the last decade? What? That Puro Air Purifier we now own and use all the time. I love my Puro Air too. Did you know that indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? Yes, I lived with two teenage boys. I can 100% testify (laughs) to that. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Gases from a preteen boy? (laughs) I'm dreading when my nephews start making those gases. Just you wait. Thankfully, Puro Air uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Thanks to my Puro Air Purifier, I feel like I can breathe again. Check it out at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, GetPuroAir.com. Check it out now. One of the things I love to, Chris, in the book, you outline the difference between overparenting and underparenting. Mm-hmm. And will you talk a little bit about that and differentiate the two? Yeah. And we see a lot of all of it, right? Um, so, overparenting could be synonymous with helicopter parenting. And these parents, both parents of e- either type, are warm, supportive, responsive, great qualities. But for the overparenting parent, when those qualities are coupled with a high level of control, parents exhibit too much responsiveness and over-involvement that is appropriate for the child's age. And so then on the opposite end, the underparenting, and I don't mean neglectful or uninvolved in any way, it's rather the permissive parent. And um, so both parents, their desire is good. Their desire is for their children to be happy. They want a good relationship. But with the these goals for the permissive parent, um, there's a failure to exert parental authority, to set and enforce limits, just kind of an overall abdication of shepherding our kids' hearts because we would rather be best friends with them. Um, What I thought was super interesting, and I got into this when I was doing my counseling program, is research shows us that young adult children from both of these types of parents are struggling in the same ways. And so we know, we see this research that these college and young adult kids, anxiety, depression, low self-efficacy, dissatisfaction, entitlement, suicidal ideation, all these things. And yet research shows 
they're coming from both types of parents. And so I just got really curious when I was in a research class is what is this, you know, what's the link? Like, what's the similarity when they seem so different? And my hypothesis was fear. And I really believe that, but I think fear fleshes out differently depending Mm. on which type of parenting style we're more prone to. Mm, that's that's a, great. Yeah, it is. That's a great reminder. Well, and I love that in the book, you have a self-evaluation tool for folks to do to figure out which way do you lean more. Will you talk about that and how you came up with that? Yeah. So some people, this might be frustrating because I don't give a scoring system. And I know sometimes we want to like <laughs> just Black see how we're doing. Yes. Um, but I didn't want people to feel shame or I didn't want them to feel pride. It was rather just to, to grow in our self-awareness and just mm-hmm. take inventory of what are our tendencies. And so the chapter immediately following that assessment deals with idols. And so in a very real sense, this assessment prepares us to further evaluate like what's going on in our hearts. And I always say parenting starts with the heart of the parenting or the heart of the parent. So we need to see what's going on in our heart, what's driving our parenting styles. And so really that assessment, like an example would be, um, I stick with the boundaries I set for my child. So if in answering that, I realize I don't frequently stick with the boundaries, I might further probe my heart as to why is that the case? Mm. It's great. Okay, in this season of our podcast, we're focusing on the ages and stages. And you have young adult kids, adult kids. Looking back, what were your favorite ages or stages and why? Oh, gosh, that's hard. I honestly loved every stage. And I think feel like every stage got better and better, even though I'm going to kind of contradict myself because it also got harder and harder in a lot of ways. Right. But, um, I mean, I loved having teenagers and now I love having young adults because of the deeper heart conversations that we can have and seeing them come into their own and their passions and their ability just to articulate their own thoughts and views. But um, I do have to say, so I don't know when this is airing, but the other night, Texas Rangers won. So they're going to the you know, baseball world series starting tonight. And I turned to my husband, I was like, there are going to be a bunch of little boys wearing the Rangers Jersey to school tomorrow. And it just took me back to when my boys, I mean, it was like, they were constantly changing jerseys, putting on costumes and just kind of morphing into that real life celebrity or superhero. And, and I just loved that stage because of their imagination and play and the competition that brought, I mean, we're super competitive family anyway, but, um, I just kind of went back to that place. It's, it's funny. You forget. I mean, I have young moms ask me all the time about things, what I did when my kids were young. And I'm like, I can barely remember that. (laughs) Um, but I did love that. And I, and my daughter at that age, kind of that elementary age, I mean, she would bake and draw and create and life just felt simple at that time. She wasn't self-conscious yet about her appearance or other people's opinions. Um, so that was a sweet time, even though I would probably answer that the teenage years and young adult years are my favorite. Was there a season that you remember being particularly challenging? Well, probably also the, the <laughs> years. It's both, yeah. which seems so you know yeah. crazy. But you know, at that time, there 
internally wrestling with their identity and their insecurities and the peer influence. And so as a mom, just the the worry that I had, I mean, I grew the most um, during those years as a parent because God really just his sanctifying work in me, um, learning to let go a little bit more, to trust God with my kids, um, to just sit with them and hard times. Um, so I see that as a really sweet time too, but even though it was really hard and lots of backlash that came with boundary setting and, you know, it wasn't easy. It's not for the faint of heart and that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say is the best parenting advice you've been given? Hmm. Well, so I'm sure you're familiar with Paul Tripp's book, Age of Opportunity. Yeah. So when my husband in his very first pastoral job. He was an assistant pastor and he was leading parents of teenagers at that time through that book. And we had a three-year-old and a baby, but I sat in on that book just because I really wanted to know the other parents. But that was, I just latched on to this idea of parenting, especially parenting teens is what he was talking about, but just parenting in general as an opportunity. And so that even when things are hard or they disobeyed or we face trials, I've just always all this time had the idea in mind of leaning into it as an opportunity. So I would say that has really shaped just parenting for me in general. But a friend, another piece of advice, a friend um, who was a little bit ahead of me on the parenting journey, and I was watching her navigate teens when mine were younger. And and she said, you have to proactively make plans with your kids, because if nothing's going on, we shouldn't be surprised if they hole up in their room or they go find something else to do outside of the house. But if we want to connect with them, then we need to plan something. And and that doesn't have to be some expensive excursion. I mean, it can be as simple as, hey, let's go have lunch or let's go see this movie. Or now that my boys are in college, and again, we're super competitive, so I'll say something like, hey, I bet I can still beat you at pool and we'll go, <laughs> go play pool. But, great. you know, just being That's proactive great. in that sense of like creating something to do so that we're having that time to bond with our children. Mm. So I want you to talk in a second about where folks can find you. But if you had to say kind of one overarching thing or two overarching things that you want parents to hear as they're moving into parenting ahead, do you have like one or two big picture ideas that you would want every parent to know? Yeah. I mean, I would go back to the farmer just to that steadfast endurance because I know it is hard um, and yet to just continue to just plod along and to move towards our kids. I mean, that was something that my husband and I were always reminding each other that like, they're the teenager, not you. Like we still move toward them, even when they're kind of hard to love right now, even if we don't really like them right now, we just keep moving towards them. And then that's such a great reminder because it can, it is so easy to get your feet. I mean, I remember when my sister was 13 and how often she would hurt my feelings and that, you know, you just want to pull back because you feel hurt and rejected and all of those things. And I love that, that they're the teenager. And so you keep plodding ahead and moving toward them. That's beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Well, no, that's great. But I mean, just the other thing is just hope. Like we're never without hope and we don't know the end of the story yet. So even if we are Mm. experiencing rebellious kids, rebellious adult kids, whatever it is, like their story is still being written and God's over that. And he loves our kids even more than we do. It's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. Okay, and where can folks find you? So um, my books are all from New Growth Press. They're on Amazon. My website is just my name, KristenHatton.com. And then I am active at Redemptive Parenting on Instagram. Awesome. That's great. Okay, we like to end 
with something fun and food related. And we think you may love this question being in Dallas, Texas. So two part queso or guac. And second part is what's your favorite taco? Mm, well, I love tacos as much as y'all do. Um, <laughs> queso would be my husband's last meal. So, I mean, we have that a lot. I personally choose guacamole. Um, and then my favorite taco right now is a roasted brisket taco at Mcdito's, mm. which is a neighborhood restaurant down the street from us. Sometime mm. when you're in Dallas, I'd love to take you there. But I could have that several times a week. Mm. We would so love good. to go there with you yes, on a future trip to Dallas. <laughs> Let's do that it. That sounds amazing. <laughs> we love it. Friend, thank you for doing this with us. Thank you for writing this book. Yes. So excited for it to be out in the world and just the difference it's going to make for so many parents. Yeah. Well, so grateful for you. I am grateful for y'all. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Just nice to be time. in it together. Yes, it is. Did you love today's episode? If so, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Send a quick text or email with the link to the show. Join us next time for another episode where we'll bring you help and hope on your journey of raising boys and girls. 